On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, how a couple pitcher injuries around the league could impact Seattle. Plus, Logan Gilbert has a splitter now? Let's talk about it. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? It is Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. This is Titan Gonzalez and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners podcast, which is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below on the show today we'll discuss how the Mariners dodged a bullet with Frankie Montes and if his injury now opens the door for say a Chris Flexen or Marco Gonzalez trade with the Yankees Uh, Jacob deGrom is also dealing with an injury at the start of Rangers camp and finally Logan Gilbert has apparently been working on a splitter this offseason we'll talk about how that could fit into his repertoire a little bit later on and uh, be sure to stick around for the midway point of today's show we'll tell you then how you can enter for a chance to win a signed walter ford card from colby's collection but colby let's start here with frankie montes it's the big news of the day in the baseball world jeff passon tweeting out a couple hours ago that uh yankees manager aaron boone has confirmed that frankie montes will undergo shoulder surgery that may very well end his season before it even begins obviously he was on and off the injury report throughout the course of the 2022 campaign. And amidst that was a pretty big trade target for the Mariners for quite some time before they ended up pivoting or, you know, ended up trading for Luis Castillo at the deadline. And I think, uh, you know, looking back in retrospect now, especially with the context of Montes's surgery, uh, upcoming surgery, rather, uh, it seems like the Mariners made the right decision there. And uh, the Yankees right now in, in some pretty big trouble in their rotation at the moment uh, with uh, Montes being out for the year. And this easily could have been the Mariners at this point in time. So, uh, yeah, looks like uh, chills. DePoto did it again, right, Colby? No, I refuse to acknowledge that sentiment. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, what's interesting is, is that we knew Montes had a little bit of a shoulder thing at the time of the trade. So this really didn't come out of nowhere. Um, you remember he made the start against the Mariners and he left after the first inning uh, because the velocity was down and, and it was a shoulder issue. And, and he got back and he pitched a little bit before he was traded. But uh, this is, you know, why, this is why you don't want to make a desperate trade, right? When the When the Yankees missed, on Castillo, they felt like they needed to make a trade for a, let's say, similar pitcher. Um, so they went out and they made it. It's a pretty reasonable deal, uh, but they did give up a lot of potential starting pitching options for them, uh, like Waldachuk and Sears. And um, to make matters worse here is the fact that they then went out and they traded Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader, a trade that didn't make any sense to me at the time and and now in retrospect looks even worse because for Montes, uh, they traded Waldachuk, Sears, um, and they traded Montgomery because they acquired Montes. So he really that trade really cost New York three potential legitimate, you know, back end starters. Um, or in the case of Montgomery, you know, a mid rotation guy and, and Waldachuk certainly has the ability to to be, you know, a mid rotation or better. So uh, yeah, it was a very costly trade. Uh, the rotation was already a bit of a question for the Yankees, uh, particularly the back end, mostly because of Montes' injury. 
uh, concerns. But now that we know that he's not there, it's it's a pretty sizable hole that they have to fill. Um, they do have some options in house that are, uh, you know, more than capable of, of giving them innings. But um, it is a big blow, and and you know, it's it's why you really don't want to risk major assets on players who are hurt. And and as much as Montes came back and he pitched. Clearly, that didn't get any better because he wasn't very good for the Yankees down the stretch. And now he's presumably out for the year. I think they said the earliest he could possibly be back is September, and mm-hmm. they're just not going to do that. And if you're Montes, why would you do that? You're about to be a free agent. So essentially, the Yankees traded you know, a really, really good prospect in Waldachuk, a pitcher who shows you know some real promise in Sears and others, and the trade costs them from their own choice, Jordan Montgomery. And they ended up getting about what ten starts out of Montes before he's going to hit free agency. So, uh, yeah, Jerry, pretty good, pretty good at his job. Uh, and apparently, so is Justin Hollander. Uh, I have a feeling that he's the one who uh, negotiated that trade. And that's why you pay the premium, right? You pay for the yep. sure thing instead of pay uh, the extra. Yeah, instead of you know diving into a, a pool of uncertainty here with someone like Montes, who again, like you <clears> mentioned. Had the the shoulder thing was a it was a public you know was public yep. knowledge uh, at that point. Everyone he was knew, on the IL just before he was traded. Right, right. He literally had to have a start uh, right before he was traded just to prove like he could throw. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I mean, just looking back on that, uh, obviously the the trade for Castillo is huge in itself, just in a vacuum. But also adding the context of not trading for Montes in that situation either makes that even bigger of a, of a decision by the, uh, by the Seattle Mariners. Right. So, so props to them. Right. And like you said, that's why you pay the extra, right? You pay the freight yeah. because if the deal, if they had done the deal for Montes, my guess, and this is purely speculation is right. that it would have cost them probably no LV Marte and Bryce Miller, and maybe even somebody like Emerson Hancock to kind of compensate the A's for not having that major league ready starter. And now we look at it and we say, well, not only do you, you know, have Castillo instead of Montes, but you also got to keep Bryce Miller and you also got to keep Emerson Hancock. And now you, you're in a position where Miller might be a huge piece of your, you know, your division attempt, your attempt to win the division here. So, yeah, uh, yeah sometimes it's just worth it just to pay the little bit of extra to get the better and safer player. And, and you know, Jerry and Justin and, and the Mariners front office, they deserve a lot of credit for recognizing that and just doing it. So naturally, this begs the question now, whenever, uh, you know, rotation loses a a pretty notable piece uh, from it that, uh, you know, could this open the door for Marco Gonzalez or Chris Flexen trade uh, specifically here with the Yankees? I mean, you know, on the back end of the Yankees rotation, they still have Luis Severino and uh, Domingo Herman um, to go along with, you know, Carlos Rodon's, who's the new addition, Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez. Uh, But again, you know, one of those guys on the back end, I would assume Herman was going to be the odd man out unless they were going with a six man rotation, unless that was their plan if Montes was healthy. Um, so it seems like they would like someone else involved there. So do you see a fit there with Flexen or maybe Marco? And and by the way, we should mention, you know, Ryan Divis reported a couple of months ago that the Mariners were close on a three team deal with the Yankees and Phillies. Uh, that involved Marco Gonzalez. However, Marco was set to go to Philadelphia in that deal. The uh, Mariners were set to receive Joey Gallo in that trade, uh, but maybe the Yankees would have some interest in Marco as well. What do you What do you think with that? 
I don't think there's much of a shot. Um, like you mentioned, the the Yankees have some viable options on the back end. Um, I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I, I think kind of like I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to guess that you know part of the thing that Mariner fans are going to start to throw out there is probably going to be something in the neighborhood of like flexing for Glaber and and no, that that's not going to happen. In fact, if you could, you could probably still trade for Glaber Torres. Um, which, and you do have the at bats to give right now at third base, second base DH. Um, but essentially what I think what you have to look at is you have to look at flexing as just being part of that deal and not providing much value. So like what would Glaber Torres cost you without flexing, right? That's probably what you're going to have to pay. And then you're just going to throw flexing on top of that. Uh, so I really don't think they're interested in Marco. He's got two years left. I mean, they're not expensive, but they're not nothing, you know, $6 million this year, 12 million next year. Um, and Flexen's just a one-year guy, like he's a rental. Um, so I really don't think there's much. I think they'll just roll with Herman. Um, and they have some, you know, some interesting arms uh that they can roll with too. Uh, it's kind of a bummer, you know, that that Waka uh signed with the Padres, you know, just a few hours before this news broke. Uh, but I have to assume that the 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 Yankees knew that Montes was probably headed to the uh IL for a long time before that. So we'll see what they do. I think they just kind of roll with their in-house options because I, it's hard for me to imagine that they think that Chris Flexen or Marco Gonzalez is an upgrade um, and that they would be willing to pay the Mariners enough for Seattle to jettison pitching depth right before the season starts. And right. so, I mean, that's the thing too, right? Is like these players are still valuable enough to the Mariners, Marco and Chris Flexen mm-hmm. that you just don't want to give them away. Because you might need both of them as soon as opening day. So, right. uh, yeah, you got to kind of be careful here and walk a fine line. So I, I just, to me, I don't think they they match up that well on the trade right now. We get to the end of March, maybe. But yeah. right now, I just don't really see a, a path to a deal. Nevertheless, you know, while you don't want to root or celebrate, uh, you know, injuries, one of the teams that you're going to be competing with, you know, towards October just got worse. And so that that does help the Mariners. And there's another injury that's cropped up here uh, with another big-name pitcher that could help the Mariners um, in uh, the immediate future. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything, like the Lakers at minus 4.5 against the Pelicans or the Bulls at plus 2.5 against the Pacers. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. So before we get into this other big starting pitcher injury, Colby, let's tell the folks here how uh, they could win a signed Walter Ford baseball card. Yeah, so uh, we're doing a giveaway this week, guys. Uh, I'm giving away, uh, unfortunately, because Ty picked it, I'm giving away my autographed Walter Ford, the Vanilla Missile uh, 
card here. It's numbered, it's autographed, it's in great condition. Uh, and I'm sending it to one of you guys to enter. It's very simple. All you have to do is make sure you're subscribed to this channel, the YouTube channel, um, and make sure that you leave a comment on any of the videos this week. Uh, if you leave a comment on every video posted this week, your odds go up. But if you left a comment on either Monday or Tuesday's episode already, then you are entered still. But entering or leaving a comment in every single episode does increase your odds. So on Monday, sometime during the show, I will pick, I will have the uh, random generator, pick a comment from a random video uh, from the last week. And that person will have a couple days to respond uh, to me and, and we'll get this card shipped out to you. Uh, we're also doing a little bonus here. Uh, if we get to 6,500 uh, YouTube subs, by the time we pick the, the Walter Ford card winner, uh, I will give away an additional card that Ty will randomly select. Um, some of the options, uh, for giveaway, I have Matt Brash, Cal Raleigh, Mike Cameron, um, uh, Colton Wong, Jared Kelnick, Tyler, uh, O'Neal, Tyler, yeah, I have a, I have a Tyler O'Neill Mariners, Mariners prospect, Tyler O'Neill autograph card. So, mm-hmm. uh, and future Mariner. Uh, so Chills. yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so there's quite a few options. Ty will randomly pick one of those and we'll get those. We'll give that one away. If we get to 6,500 subs, mm-hmm. we're about uh, 300 away right now. And so we have, what, four days, five days? Mm-hmm. Uh, so go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you'll be entered to win uh, the the bonus card. Sweet. Well, uh, you you guys should do that because it's a Walter Ford card. It's the Vanilla Missile. And, I mean, you need to get in early here. This is a great opportunity for you to get the uh, assigned rookie card of uh, the guy who's eventually going to become the greatest pitcher in all of baseball history i mean how could you ask be? him if you ask him at least if you ask him <laughs> yeah all right so um one guy who a lot of people refer to as the greatest pitcher of all time or one of the greatest pitchers of all time jacob Degrom, who just recently made his way into the al west is dealing with a what the rangers are calling a minor injury just some left side tightness but we've seen this story for the last few years with Jacob deGrom, where it starts with something like left side tightness, then it snowballs into a two to three to four to five month type of thing. Uh, and uh, I mean, this is what we had talked about when deGrom signed with the Rangers. A lot of people went nuts over this. They were like, oh, this makes the Rangers a legit contender now. And we were over here like, eh, it's okay. You know, good for them. They makes them better. Money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they got better. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see if this is actually a serious thing. You know, there's been some reports out of a lot of the spring camps in, in Arizona about how cold it is right now down in Arizona and how weird that is and the field conditions and all this stuff. So, you know, they're they're probably just taking it, you know, uh, taking the preca- or lean, leaning towards the uh, precautionary side of things here. Uh, but still, it's uh, it's concerning when the biggest addition of your off season is already dealing with some stuff, especially when he has a history uh, like uh, the one Jacob DeGrom has. So, yeah, um, the Rangers, I mean, even with DeGrom, right, the Rangers aren't, like, like, what do you think the Rangers' ceiling is this year, realistically, Colby? Because I see a lot of takes out there, even from Mariners fans themselves, saying the Mariners, or the, the Rangers, rather, are better than the Mariners 
after the off seasons these two teams have had. I don't buy that at all. I think I've gone on record on this show. Maybe it was our Patreon show that I just, I don't get it with the Rangers. I still think that their bullpen is a mess, that they still have holes offensively that need to be filled, that they're at least a year away. So really losing DeGrom or having DeGrom doesn't move the needle for me much. Is that the same for you or or how do you feel about DeGrom and, and this team? I think the Rangers are at best like an 83, 84 win team. And that's if everything goes right. And that's if, you know, you get, you get 25 stars from DeGrom and you get, you know, 25 stars from, uh, from Andrew Heaney. And, and like he continues to do what he did last year and he doesn't regress back to what he was with the angels. Like uh, the, I don't like the Rangers build at all. Uh, It feels like they tried to make a bunch of shortcuts and they haven't built the foundation for a winning team. um, And they've just kind of, started to put the walls up already. Um, it, it, it's, you know, I have, a, I have a friend who, who always talks about, um, you know, do you build your house on a solid foundation or do you build it in the sand? Um, and it feels like the Rangers are building their house, you know, in the sand because not only is it reliant on some injury prone pitchers staying healthy and performing really well for you, but it's also, you're, you're kind of racing the clock because Corey Seager's getting older. Marcus Simeon is getting older and worse. Uh, he had a nice year last year, but Mar- Marcus Simeon's not a superstar. We're never going to see 2021 Marcus Simeon again. Um, you know, and you just kind of start to look around. You say, well, okay, Seager's got a back thing already. He's going to move to third eventually. That's a lot of money going to one player. It's a lot of money going to a second player in Simeon, who's kind of starting a slow decline. Um, you've spent a ton of money on a pitcher who hasn't made more than 20 starts in like three years. Uh, you're just kind of built in around them. You're not really putting quality major leaguers now jonah heim and, and nathaniel low are, are certainly low well i always get those two mixed up they're certainly I think it's only uh, low for for brandon low i don't okay. I, I, yeah i think all the other l-o-w-e's and in, in baseball right. are low okay. but yeah but yeah i mean like i don't want to say the rangers don't have talent because adolis garcia is a nice player low is a nice player heim is a nice player simeon and sierra both still really good uh, martin perez certainly had a great year last year can he repeat it I mean, we'll see. Uh, it's been a while since he has, so we'll see. And the bullpen is an absolute mess. They do have some prospect depth, which is nice. It's a pretty good system still, um, but they haven't shown that they can develop that system into anything yet. Uh, right. So all their player, all their good players right now, aside from Heim, kind of developed elsewhere and acquired by the Rangers. So we'll see what we'll see how it looks. Uh, I certainly could be wrong. There's a lot of talent in Texas, and and bullpens mm-hmm. are fickle. You never know. You know, it could look like a, a terrible bullpen on paper and then just be one of the five best in the American right. League. We don't know. That's certainly right. a possibility, but I think there's a lot of I there's there's a house of card quality to the Rangers. Uh and I, I think I think we're only just, just seeing like a small fraction of what could go wrong right now. Um and how flimsy the card that house of cards is. They just seem like the flavor of the month to me. You know, they they spent Every year. Some, they spent more money. You know, after spending yeah. a lot of money last offseason, they spent more money to get someone like Jacob Degrom, who, again, when healthy, is not only yeah. one of the best pitchers in today's game, but one of the He's best the pitchers best. of all time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but still, it's again that is a huge question mark because you know I'm and you can say that with with everyone, right? You can concern troll with yeah. every single pitcher there is out there, but yep. with Degrom specifically, there's a history there there's actual tangible evidence that this guy might not be able to stay healthy for the course of a full season because he hasn't been able to the last few years. So 
that, you know, along with them, you know, banking on the upside of Andrew Heaney, which we still really haven't seen. We've seen a lot of strikeouts, but we haven't seen him be a, a you know a mid rotation starter. If anything, he's been a number four really at best. You know, John Gray had a decent enough breakout this past year. He's pretty good pitcher, someone that we Solid, liked for sure. the Mariners last offseason. Yeah. You know, but overall, you know, I just I see so many holes still on this roster and I just can't wrap my head around anyone thinking that this is a wild card contender unless everything goes right. And we know that everything is not going to go right. And so, you know, right. unless they get off to a hot start to the point where they can use one of the better farm systems in all of baseball to help them go get better and go get, you know, legit major league pieces at or around the deadline. Unless they they position themselves like that, you know, to to be able to justify doing something like that, I just I don't see it. I don't see it at all for that team. I don't see them as a as a real threat for the Mariners. Maybe we roll this tape back in you know four or five months, and I look like a complete idiot. Uh, I hope not, <laughs> but uh, you know, the, I just I do not see it from the Rangers' perspective. Maybe next year, just not this year. I see you know obviously the Astros are the big uh, threat in the AOS, but. I even see the Angels right now as a bigger threat to the Mariners than the Rangers right now, just going off of what the Angels did this offseason. Sure. I mean, again, it's not just a Grom either. It's Martin Perez, who has a, a pretty extensive injury history. It's John Gray, who's had one really good year. And, and I like John Gray, so I don't want to I don't want to talk too much smack about the guy. I think he's a good pitcher. Um, it's Nathan Avaldi, yeah. who we know is hit or miss literally, both on the mound and in terms of health and, yeah. and performance. And Andrew yeah. Heaney, who you know, his best season was with the Dodgers, which not to take away from the season he had last year, it was good. The Dodgers also turned Tyler Anderson into an all-star. So can they repeat yeah. that? I don't know. We'll find out. And even when I read off this lineup, like it's it's a solid lineup, but it it doesn't scare me. Uh Simeon Seeger low. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. One, two, three. Adolis Garcia. Hmm. Not terrible. Doesn't get on. Doesn't get on base, but he hits for a no, lot. No, strikes out a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good player, though. Still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonah Heim. The Mariners figured out how to pitch to Heim. <laughs> like he was a non-threat yeah. last year. After he destroyed them two years ago, they figured yeah. out how to pitch to him. Velocity yeah. up. Heim can't touch it. Um, Josh Young, uh, Brad Miller, Leotis Tavares, Josh H. Smith. Yeah, I'm sorry. Any any team that's starting Brad Miller in the year 2023, and I'm sorry, Colby. I know you love B Rad, but any Careful. team that is starting Brad Miller in 2023, it's just that's not a that's not a team. Imagine that starting I look at Brad and, Miller and not Tommy LaStella as your DH. And I, and I and I know that I'm going to get comments now. They're like, "Well, your your team is starting Jared Kelnick. Whatever. There's more upside there with Jared Kelnick than Brad freaking Miller. All right. Anyway, <laughs> let's we let's will not on. besmirch Brad Miller on this. I need to buy his card. Uh, yeah, you should. And then we'll give it away, obviously. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, let's move on here. Uh, last thing that I wanted to cover today. Not a lot to talk about today, admittedly. Uh, we were kind of uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel for uh, topic ideas today. But uh, there was a very interesting video that came from Driveline last night featuring Logan Gilbert, uh, who was throwing a splitter. and. It looks pretty good. I mean, we only saw one throw of it, uh, which had uh, 14 and a half inches of horizontal movement and then uh, minus 3.9 inches of vertical movement. Uh, it's pretty nice for a splitter. Uh, and of course, you know, Logan's featured a, a change up a little bit, but it's also been 
I mean, it was his fourth most used pitch this past year. I think it was around 200 or so attempts. Um, he actually found some success with it, though. I think it generated like a 31.5% uh, whiff rate. Uh, but what could switching over to a splitter do for Gilbert? Nothing. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, the thing with, with Gilbert's changeup is when he got it near the zone, it was a very good pitch, um, particularly against lefties. The problem is getting it near the zone, like close enough that people would swing at it. So um, the splitter is a pretty tough pitch to control. It also, I believe, uh, puts some some – reasonable strain on on the elbow and the shoulder so it's kind of a dangerous pitch um i do wonder too though gilbert's a fastball up type of guy and the splitter is usually better tunneled with a low fastball mm-hmm. uh so i i wonder how effective this pitch could be for him um again if he's if it's his fourth pitch and and you know he's throwing it fairly in um as long as he doesn't overuse it i guess is what i'm trying to say it should sure. be fine in terms of shoulder and 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 uh elbow uh injury risk uh so to me it's cool uh gilbert is a is a tinkerer like he he's in the lab all the time he's a thinker he really does you know think of pitching as as a bit of a science as well as an art so uh it really shouldn't surprise us that gilbert's been tweaking uh grips and and trying different things so uh yeah you know it's tough when you when you get one splitter in a controlled bullpen and drivelines picking the one that they get to show you like we don't know yeah. if that's a viable pitch or not for all we know yeah. that's just gilbert threw one for fun and they're like oh yeah let's put that out there so right yeah we'll see if he features it in spring training it's one of those things you know do you want to keep it in your back pocket for the regular season well probably not because you got to throw it to get you know used to it and, and understand how to how to use it so uh, i would imagine we'll see it at some point this spring uh but until we see it against major league hitters, until we see it against, you know, Otani and, and Jordan and all these other guys, right? Uh, until we see it against actual major leaguers, it's tough to get too excited about it. But, um, yeah, it's it's that time of year, right? We get to see Matt Brash's cutter. We get to see Logan Gilbert's splitter. We get to see Diego Castillo wear a black T-shirt, and everybody's like, oh, my God, he's lost 15 pounds. And you're like, mm. it just kind of looks like Diego to me. Uh, yeah. So. You know, we get to see Tom Murphy's crazy hair, like, and everybody, like, it's it's fine. Like, I get it. I can't believe excited. that he's able to grow hair like that. That is wild. I don't man. think he was naturally, but also I don't care. <laughs> like, do whatever makes you happy, Chief. Um, because yeah, that flow is ridiculous now, and and yeah. we've only seen Tom with like, like one, like a buzz cut. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, yeah, he, I think he had it grown out like when he was uh, rehabbing and he was in the oh, dugout during the playoffs or something. I think he okay, had like, I didn't, some, I didn't like notice, some like so. curly locks going on or something. Oh, like okay, that nice, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. Good yeah, for Tom, man. Good for Tom. Yeah. It looks good. Looks good. So yeah, looks um, good. I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah. Look good. Feel good. Play good. All that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know, um, it's that time of year, right? And it's going to get ramp- ramped up a little bit in the next few days when more position players come in. You know, we'll get the report on Kelnick and like. Who, who I can see Kelnick. Who who do you think is going to be in the best shape of their life? <laughs> uh, if you had if you had a guess, if you you just wanted to throw one out there, like we're going to hear about this guy being in the best shape yeah, of his life. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, it's usually a vet. Mm-hmm. I would say Colton Wong, but he's there, and nobody said that. Wong showed up right. a little early, so yeah, yeah. <sighs> 
That shit and, and, he, and, he, and he's working with Perry Hill already. Yeah, you know, I know. The, Everybody the, thinks the, Perry Hill's like a god. The, um, the wizard's going to work, man. Sure. Um, <laughs> trying to think of like somebody who's not in camp and yet. Also, don't besmirch the great name of Perry Hill. Perry Hill Dude, is Perry, a god. Perry's great. You know, he, he left us on red, but it's, you know. <laughs> like three whatever. years ago, before this show, you know. Whatever. It, whatever. You know, before we had clout. What? Oh, yeah, we have clout. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's a tough question uh, because I'm trying to think, like, who hasn't shown up yet, right? Because yeah. I feel like if they've shown up, then we already would have heard that. But also right. maybe not because there's not a lot of reporters down there yet. Right. Um, JP is just going to look skinny no matter what. Like, JP could spend 20 hours a day in the gym and he'd still look like he was six foot three, 160. So, yeah, probably I, not going to be are. Him. I think we are going to hear some things about JP, though. Yeah, this year, yeah, yeah, like in the oh, next couple of weeks, where they're like, "Oh yeah, he's changed his swing a little bit," and blah 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 blah, and it's like he still wraps the I'm, bat over his head. Yeah, we, before we he's still, like, mm. yeah, yeah, we we we've seen the videos from driveline, and I mean, like, we're not. I don't swing, notice a difference. We're not yeah. swing experts, obviously, but it looks the same to me. It looks, and that yeah, that's kind of a problem. So. We we have a theory about his swing, but you can only uh, find out what that theory is on uh, patreon.com forward slash control zone. Check it out. Ooh, I'll be interested to hear this theory too. Um, so we've already talked about this theory. <laughs> uh, I don't remember anything I say. Um, it's my theory. It's my theory, and it's very, uh, it's very. And I definitely it's don't very, remember that. It's a very serious theory too. By the way, Sam Haggerty taking ground balls off the wall. So. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's um, interesting. We'll see because they, means they avoided they avoided playing him in the field like the plague last year. So. Uh, in the like infield, in the, yeah. In the, in the infield, rather, yeah. Um, Leonis yeah. Martin's going to come in, just like Jack. Like you're going to see his abs through his baggy T-shirt. Um, I will I th- say, did, did you have somebody for this best shape of your life? Thing? I, I think I think it's going to be Kelnick. Do you? I, I think it's that, going to be. That's Kelnick. hard to beat, yeah. man. That's hard to beat because yeah. Kelnick has always been in great shape. Um, I am going to say. I got nothing. <laughs> or Robbie I, Ray. Uh, or Robbie Ray. We've seen Robbie Ray, though. He looks... I'm surprised Robbie didn't throw his bullpen in jorts, honestly. <laughs> um, I think they should allow that. Uh, I will say... I think... I'll just guess Taylor Trammell. He's going to come in looking a little bit more swole, I guess. Like I, I don't know exactly. Looks I don't like know. He's been lifting I, a little bit, yeah. Sure, because the Mariners don't have anybody who's just like out of sh- like Jose uh, Jesus Montero, right? Like, there's nobody who needed to lose forty pounds and like then did Kelsey it. comes in like really skinny all of a sudden, like yeah, yeah and that, like flexible, yeah. like yeah. so yeah. I, I think we'll hear like different like regiments, like oh he switched this up, he did this, but I don't yeah. think we're gonna be like we're not gonna look at somebody and go like holy cow that looks like a different person. Cal um, Raleigh is coming to camp after losing <laughs> twenty five pounds. <laughs> Dear God, please don't medium dumper (laughs) (laughs) size 36 waist dumper um no i i think yeah you know honestly i bet kelnick comes in like a little bit like i don't want to say slimmer but like sleeker i guess is is like yeah yeah. i think people are gonna look at kelnick and be like oh that's a little different he i more so picked him because he just feels like the guy that the uh the pr team is going to want to pump up a bit 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, because as we know, best shape of your life guys always have great seasons. So we, it'd be, it'd be funny to, to go back and try. There's, there's no way to do that. And I'm way too lazy to try and figure out a way to do that. But it would be funny to go back and track like which players got referred to as being in the best shape of their life and what they went on to do that. that do you remember like season? in 2019, like Felix came in and they're like, Oh, Felix is trimmed down a little bit. And it was mm. like, no, he didn't. <laughs> like all we saw from Felix were his, were his skinny chicken leg calves. And people were like, mm. Oh my God, it looks like he's dropped like, 30 pounds and it's like no Fel- he looks felix the same a, the felix a man of my heart chicken legs man. yeah so i mean yeah seager had a like a, a big drop and then seager got hurt that first year late right. in spring you remember that so that kind right. of you know torpedoed everything so was that 2020 or was that that was 2019 right 2019 yeah yeah it might have been 2020 mm. either way whatever uh, yeah, I think Kelnick is probably one of those guys. Um, I could see, you know what? Actually, I'll, I'll, George Kirby. Ooh. I think okay. Kirby looks really slight. I think he's going to come in. He's going to be a little bit more beefed up. Uh, so I'll say George Kirby. And All that right. will end the worst six minutes of podcasting we've ever done on the show. Eh, no, no, we, we've done worse. We've done a lot worse than this. Uh, all right. Lastly, uh, w- well, speaking of spring training, speaking of uh, players that are in the best shape of their lives, we'll uh, we'll be talking to someone that's down there already tomorrow. We're going to be talking to uh, Mariners broadcaster Gary Hill Jr. on tomorrow's show. Going to be fun to uh, catch up with Gary. Haven't talked to him since the uh, since I ran into him at the uh, wild card game in uh, Toronto. So looking forward to catching up with Gary. Talk about his off season. Talk about what he thinks about this off season for the Mariners and. Uh, what he's seeing so far down in Arizona. So look forward to that. Uh, but that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen. Locked On MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.